Welcome to the Venture Mentality Podcast. We're bringing you the insights and interviews from top entrepreneurs and high performers on how to reach your goals and overcome your challenges. Hosted by 18-year-old high school student and entrepreneur, Jacob O'Connor. Now, let's get right into the show. Hey, what's up, guys? You're listening to the Venture Mentality Podcast, and I'm your host, Jake O'Connor. Today, we have someone who's joining us who's running 3,000 miles across America to raise awareness for the growing problem of pollution in the ocean. Sam Benchigib. What's up, Sam? Hey, nice to, nice to meet you, and thank you for having me on. Yeah, I'm glad that we could connect. A couple of weeks ago, I interviewed someone else who's running across America, Brady Silverwood, and so I thought it was really neat to find someone else who's doing it for good reasons, just like he is. Absolutely. I've been, um, I've been following Brady since he, he started his run, and it's, it's actually awesome to be um, to know that there is a few of us doing it, all for different causes. But uh, it's definitely an amazing journey in itself, and so being able to to chat with him and to chat with the other people doing it's definitely a a very entertaining um, and motivating thing. Definitely. And to start to start off this interview, I was hoping you give us kind of a little bit of context with your journey, like how you grew up and how you got to where you are now. Sure. Yeah. Definitely. Um, so I'm running, I'm currently in Colorado. Uh, so Colorado is state number 10 of my run across America from New York to LA. And um, I'm doing it to raise awareness, like you said, about plastic pollution and the effects that it has on the ocean. Um, the reason I decided to do this run um, is essentially because I grew up in Indonesia and Southeast Asia, and it's such a beautiful place. Uh, the beaches are so pristine, but unfortunately they're just covered in plastic. Um, so 10 years ago, actually, exactly, I started cleaning up the beaches with my older brother, Gary. And what started as a local movement that was just the two of us cleaning up the beaches on a weekly basis uh, grew to a movement where 50 people, a couple hundred people would come on a, week, on a weekly basis to clean up the, the plastic from the beach. Um, but we quickly realized that the trash would come right back the very next day. Um, so we switched our efforts from cleaning up the beaches to raising awareness and, and really focusing on education and really stopping plastic from its source. So uh, rivers and streams. So I went to school, uh, I went to university in Pennsylvania. I just graduated in May, so a couple months ago and wanted to do something here in the US that really tackled this issue of plastic pollution. Uh, just being in school in Pennsylvania, I really realized that as important as this issue really is, I feel like not a lot of people really understand the effects or that they can contribute to the problem just by um, using plastic in the first place. And so started in New York uh, roughly three months ago and, and targeting anyone uh, really raising as much awareness as possible through educational sessions at schools and universities, um, trying to meet with as many politicians as I can, uh, business owners, and uh, just spreading the message that way telling people that it doesn't matter where we are, we can all have an impact. Um, so much of the pollution in the ocean comes from rivers. And so by running through 14 U.S. states, I'm really trying to understand that even though right now here in Colorado, we're in a landlocked state, Colorado River is one of the biggest rivers in the U.S. and so much of it flows into the ocean. Um, so that's uh, the background. Yeah, and I definitely agree with what you were saying about how we all have an impact. I'm going to get to that. But first of all, I wanted to hit on the fact that you grew up in Indonesia. So what brought you to the United States? Was it college? And what made you want to go to college, maybe? Yeah, uh, so I 
yeah, I grew up in, in Bali, and it was just uh, an amazing experience growing up there. Um, I loved sports. I was always super um, into sports, and I fell in love with tennis. Uh, so when I was 15 years old, I actually went to boarding school in Spain uh, to try to pursue a tennis career. Uh, couldn't quite go pro. It was a lot more difficult than I thought. So the other option was going to school in the U.S. Um, and playing D1 tennis. And so that's what I did. Um, and that's really how I, I chose the United States for university to really pursue uh, tennis and, and then also get a good education. So I went to Lehigh University in Pennsylvania, played D1 tennis there for four years and, um, and got a, a business degree, which is a great, great uh, best of both worlds. That sounds like an extraordinary childhood, just bouncing from one place to a different country to a different country, going back and forth. Yeah, it was definitely an amazing way to grow up. I think I'm definitely super, super grateful to have had that opportunity to live in four countries. Um, I was born in France and then moved to Indonesia. Um, and I really think that that's where my passion for the environment came from. Um, seeing such a beautiful place like Bali just get destroyed over the years. Have you have you been to, to that side of the world? No, I've not. I definitely recommend it. <laughs> It's, uh, it's a beautiful place. I'll definitely have to check it out. And I want to touch on your organization, Make a Change World. How did it get started and when did you start that? So that was essentially uh, the beach cleanups I told you about earlier when I was 12 years old. Uh, so that's really where Make a Change, at the time it was called Make a Change Bali. So it was just a beach cleanup organization, just a local movement. And then my brother Gary, who was 14 at the time, um, Fewers, um, sorry, a few years uh, from then, went to a film school in New York and then start and grew Make It Change Bali to what is now Make It Change World, which is um, an environmental media company where we uh, make videos promoting sustainable solutions to plastic um, and just raising, very similar to you in the sense that we try to raise the voices of activists and change makers around the world um, through video. Um, and so this project, in a way, is um, my way of uh, doing something crazy, I think, that to talk about the environment. At the same time, we're also releasing a video series for every state that I cross. Um, but yes, yeah, so Make a Change World essentially is um, an environmental media company. That's insane. And I saw that you guys are partnering with Adidas. You guys made a shoe? Yeah, um, we we didn't make a shoe with them, but so our partner for this expedition for the Ocean to Ocean project is Parlay for the Oceans. They're an environmental uh, organization that work with activists um, or companies like Make a Change World to make certain projects happen. And so they're partnered with Adidas, and what they do is they collect plastic and uh, and trash from around the world, and then through that trash they have a partnership with adidas where that trash becomes um, a filament called ocean plastic and then with that they made a shoe with adidas uh, the adidas ultra boost the ones that i'm running in um, so i'm actually running across america on shoes made from upcycled plastic that is such a, like a genius idea and there's a bunch of plastic bottles that are kind of compacted and formed and made into the shoe yeah, so pretty much uh, if it, when, you, when you boil it down, I think it comes down to 11 plastic bottles to make a pair of shoe. Wow, I'm just kind of flabbergasted by all the different, all the different ways you can repurpose recycling and stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. I think um, so we actually right now we're working on the Ohio episode, 
and we're targeting recycling. And I think that when you talk about recycling, especially, uh, for example, with the shoe, it's there's certain things like all the trash that's on the, on the beaches, on the shorelines around the world or in the ocean, we need to collect that and then find a way to repurpose it. And I think these shoes is truly a remarkable way to do that. But when it does come to recycling, I do think that recycling is a positive thing. We all grew up and we went to high school or we went to school being taught that recycling is good. Recycling is the solution. But I really think that to really make a difference, we need to focus on the first R of reduce, reuse, recycle, which is reduce. And I think if we did that, then um, the world would be a much better place for sure. Definitely. And when you talk about making this video series for your trip across America and you break it down in each state, what kind of stuff are you showing in the film? Like, how are you persuading the audience to switch from what they're doing to what they should be doing? That's a great question. Uh, with, with this video series per se, I think it's a few things together. One, I think a lot of people just want to follow the running adventure. And so there's a lot of parts in the videos that are just updates on the run, how I'm feeling. Um, another part is um, the events and the people that we're meeting along the way. And I think that that is the most challenging aspect of the run, as challenging as running 3,000 miles is. It's even harder to plan all these events in as many towns as I run through or um, talk in front of a few hundred students or meeting with politi uh, political figures. And so in the film, we try to highlight all those meetings. We try to highlight um, some of the change makers or the activists that we're meeting in, in the towns that I'm running through. And then we also try to target certain topics like recycling. Um, so briefly talk about what each um, individual can do to, to better their recycling habits or uh, like I just said, to focus on reducing. I think we can all reduce like simple things like getting a using a reusable bottle as opposed to a plastic bottle or bringing a reusable bag when you go grocery shopping focusing on little tips like that um, the next episode after the recycling one is going to be one on education and so whenever you educate the people what kind of stuff are you telling them is it just tips or do you have more in-depth things like are you showing them different things to evoke emotions to make people think like wow we're really making that big of an impact negatively well, I think that it really, it's funny, it really depends on who I'm talking to. Um, so if I'm talking to really young school children, I'll try to show them some shocking visuals um, to really make them understand that this is a serious problem and that um, our oceans are really dying um, and that so much plastic really is going to the ocean to, to just make them understand that plastic essentially is a design failure and that we need to find ways to avoid using it in the first place. Um, so I think the biggest part of my speeches and, and my what I'm trying to portray is that is just the raising awareness aspect of it first. And then uh, I do give certain tips like how to, how to live um, a close to zero waste lifestyle and, the, and the, the switches that you can make. Like I said, the, the bottle or the, the bag. Um, when you go grocery shopping, something that I have found it, I have found interesting, especially here in the U.S., is that everything is wrapped in plastic which is crazy um so when you go when you buy your meats just go to a butcher um ask to wrap it in paper or um there's there's so many little tips that i could give um to live a little more sustainably definitely and i, I wanted to segue a little bit too because 
what you're doing is incredible on two levels. The fact that A, you're physically running across America and B, you're having this impact on something that you stand for, something you believe in. So I want to talk a little bit about the physical aspect, the mental aspect. How are you, how are you propelling yourself forward on the days that maybe you don't want to run? Yeah, it's, um, and I, I think, I guess similar to everyone that's done, done this feat of running across America, I think it's been done uh, 300, 400 times in the past. Um, Brady's one of them who's almost done. He's almost reached San Diego. But I think with a run like this, unless you're just doing it to do it, which in which case I think is incredible in itself, I'm just driven by the idea behind the cause that I'm running for. Um, and so if I can tell myself that tomorrow or for example in three days I'm reaching Denver and then in Denver I'm taking a few days off to host events to talk to school students um, hopefully meet with some political figures there that inspires me to to run the 80 miles that I have left until Denver um, so it's really that's what really pushes me and I think with running 20 to 30 miles a day there is it always seems crazy I think uh, but when you really boil down the idea of running that much, if you take rest, if you recover well, if you sleep well, if you get the nutrition in you, um, it's very doable. And I had never actually even ran a marathon before doing this. Like I wasn't even that much of a runner. I had a good cardiovascular base from tennis, but uh, this is definitely a whole uh, different beast. And I I was actually surprised how well my body uh, has been dealing with the conditions. What What does your recovery look like? I'm just curious because you said that you didn't have a running background, or so it's quite um, interesting to go from no running background to running 3,000 miles. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think I really emphasized uh, the stretching, um, and so being super careful um, when I finish like a 25 or whatever mile run it is to just spend like 40 to, to 40 minutes to an hour completely loosening up my muscles. Um, I always ice. I ask, like ice my knees and my ankles four times a, a day, really targeting the joints. Um, but being super careful when it comes to the details because um, it's so easy to get injured and then the whole run, the whole, the whole schedule can get delayed very easily. Um, I've actually already had one foot um, ankle injury. And, and then it just, um, all I have to do is... Uh, take it slow and hopefully gets better and it has which is great but yeah really taking care of the details eating right getting your eight hours of sleep i think those are going to be really important for anyone else who tries to accomplish anything like there's anyone who wants to get into running um what have you learned about yourself through this experience because when you're running three thousand miles and you're going for 20 miles a day or even just five miles you you have time to sit there with yourself and think and so what have you learned about yourself through this process Wow, that's um, a great question. Um, I actually, I'm one to run without music. So I do definitely have a lot of time to think. Um, I usually run anywhere between four to six hours a day. And so when I'm out there, um, sometimes I just think about the next speaking engagement. Sometimes I get lost in the run and I actually space out and realize an hour has gone by. But I think the biggest lessons that I've learned are and this is just from being on the road not necessarily from running but how little we really need um to be happy uh i'm living in an rv so i'm actually doing this run supported 
some people have done it unsupported, which is even more incredible. But um, so right now my RV is winterized, which means I can't use any water. Um, I can't shower. And so I've gone days where I haven't showered in like two weeks. Um, and you really realize that um, people out there are living in these conditions. And um, I think we really, yeah, I guess we really need, we don't need that much to be happy. I'm living in a tiny space, um, similar like a tiny house, very little uh, possessions, just like a camera, a computer, a phone, a few dishes, uh, a shirt on my back, and then I go out and run every day, and that's that's all I need, um, and then good company. But yeah, I would say that that's really my biggest takeaway, and that the other thing is um, you definitely have hard days and every day is a new day so sometimes when I'm having a really bad day and I'm not mentally there I'll just I'll just tell myself that I need to get through the whatever miles I have left get to the 20 30 miles and then tomorrow I wake up and it's a completely different day and I can be in a completely different mood I love that and I think what I'm hearing is you're starting to take this minimalistic approach like your mindset's maybe switching from abundance to maybe we don't need all these things maybe we can live in a more minimalistic way. Absolutely. Yeah, that that was well said. I think one thing that I'm doing on this trip is living as close to zero waste as I can so as little trash as possible from not using any plastic at all during the entire trip to um reducing my um my use of even like cardboard, things like that. And uh, it's really not that difficult if you try. Um, obviously you need uh, the, the calories. And so there's certain things that you need to purchase, but yeah, I think the minimalistic approach is, is one that's definitely healthy and, um, and sustainable for sure. So when you get back then, do you see there being long-term changes being made in your life from things that you've learned about yourself and that you've learned through this run? Yeah, absolutely. For sure. I think I've always been, I think, pretty sustainable in the past, but I think this run has really opened my eyes to to how little I need. And um, yeah, for sure. I mean, I unfortunately have to fly back to Bali, which is um, probably where I'll end up living, but uh, carbon footprint in a plane isn't always the best, but I think even trying to minimize my carbon footprint is something that I'll try to do as well. But like you said, um, I think I'll definitely bring a lot of these these values that um, I'm picking up along this run um, to my life after the run. I'm, I'm sure. And what you're doing is no small feat. It's quite impressive. And so for anyone that has an ambition similar to yours, they want to make a big difference. They want to have an impact like this. What advice would you offer to them? Uh, great question. Um, well, I would say no idea is crazy enough. Um, I'm running across the country or the U S without having ever run, run a marathon in the past. And if you're passionate about something and you really want something to happen, um, you're, you're your only enemy. Um, the only thing that will stop you is you. And I think, yeah, no idea is crazy enough. Um, I think every small step counts as well. So um, when I tell people about my run, I always tell them that whether you're 
first step was to run across the country or, or to just stop using single-use plastic bottles and buy a reusable bottle, that will count. Um, but, uh, yeah, that, that answers your, your question. It's a pretty tough one to that's some great advice. And so if anyone wants to find you, where can they find you online? Sure. Uh, so makeachange.world is our website uh, where we post uh, all our videos, uh, blog updates. You can follow uh, my run through a live tracker or um, most of our, our work and our um, updates are posted on Instagram. Um, so we, I post on two different accounts. One is makeachange.world. Uh, and the other one is my personal account, which is just Sam Benchigib. And then we have um, a larger audience as well on Facebook, which is uh, just makeachange.world. So I would say Facebook, Instagram, and our website. Perfect. I'll link those in the description so anyone listening can swipe up and check it out. Uh, before awesome. we go, I appreciate that. Of course. And before we go, I've got one last question. And I, I think that I think I know your answer, but I'm still going to ask it anyway in case you want to reword some things or change it up a, a little bit. But a little bit of background. So when you die, the only thing that matters is the impact that you made and the difference that you had. So with that being said, what difference, what impact do you want to have made? I think when it comes to an impact perspective, I mean, making as, as much of a difference as I can uh, when it comes to the reduction of plastic, um, hopefully opening up people's minds to a healthier lifestyle. Um, when it comes to, to plastic and how we're such a um a throwaway society and so we're so used to, to using things and then throwing it away but i think we should really um think about living more sustainably using less waste and um the impact i hope that i have is through through the way that i live people will see that it's doable um and hopefully through this run people will um will see and 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 get inspired maybe to live a more sustainable life.